I'm Kier. I'm Haley. And I'm Jay from Gallifrey Public Radio. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the one you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in three, two, one. The Gunna Geek Network presents the latest installment of All Things Good and Nerdy. With your hosts, Naki. Internet is really, really great for Ford. <laughs> Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. And Chris. So I'm going to say this as nice as I can. You go to hell, sir. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> They're here each week to talk about the latest in nerd news. And sometimes they bring a special guest host along, too. As Magneto once said, ha ha ha, welcome to die. I want to cut you all. I'm just going to cut you all. Meat candy. Woohoo! You have boobs. So kick your feet up and relax as you take in the latest crazy episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. So, cold openings? That's for bitches. We're not doing that this week. Mostly because we don't have a good story. Sorry, guys. But welcome to episode 154 (laughs) of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live. On April 12th, 2015. And guess what, guys? We got the full crew here today. You got myself, Chris. We got Naki. Hi! And, and Anthony's back today. We were expecting I, him not to be here. I, no! I'm not... Did, look at the name tag! Guys, it's me! It's Ryan! Anthony! It's Anthony. been a while. It's, it, it's Ryan! Did, did it you has cut been your hair? While, but I'm not Anthony! I think he cut his hair. Oh my god. Do I look... Does he have a puppy? Do I look like a preposterous, like, caricature of a man? Ooh. Sir, madam, how dare you? How dare you both? So You asked me to be here! Anthony wouldn't call us sir or madam, <laughs> so who is this imposter? That's know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony would just be like, you assholes and hang up on us. So, this yeah. obviously isn't Anthony. <laughs> he is also a mountain of a man, and slightly terrifying. <laughs> Yes, he could probably crush you <laughs> straight Hulk Smash style. <coughs> so, yeah, yeah I... Hulk Smash. <laughs> Just like that. So, yeah, Anthony Smash. So, for those of you that might be recent <laughs> recent viewers or listeners, you might not recognize this gentleman that has joined us. Why did I say the word gentleman? This dude that has joined us today. <laughs> the former guest host extraordinaire of all things good and nerdy. We even named a month after him a year ago. It was oh. hashtag Ryanuary. Good, Ryan's good times. Yeah. We did I miss Ryanuary. Should we do Rogist or something? <laughs> that sounds like a dirty sexual act. <laughs> that would be the worst. No, it really does. Or the best. Like, come on. <laughs> Why don't we just? Why don't we? Let's let's ease back into this. I don't want to hit the ground sprinting. All right, I might I might pull something. <laughs> Get them podcasting chops back in order. It's right? just yeah. an athletic injury. That's all. <laughs> Wait, athletics. Yeah, We're on a nerd it's, podcast. Never mind. <laughs> it's podcasting. Hey, I do things. I lift. Look at me lift. I lift. That's nothing, so I have been doing uh, I have been doing uh, uh, daily puppy lifts because I have a I have a puppy now and he is uh, forty goddamn pounds of puppy <laughs> that I have to hoist up into the bed and off the bed and onto the couch and off the couch because he's a lazy bastard. 
Yeah, so how much bigger is he supposed to get? Well, um, when we got him, he was 11 pounds, 15 pounds, somewhere in that range. Okay. And uh, he was two months old, so in three months, he has quadrupled in size. Oh, you're screwed. Nice. <laughs> and he still has uh he still has a ton of extra skin and big old boots for paws. So yeah, we're we're postulating he's gonna be hundred pounds. There's my puppy. Pup dog. There goes pup dog. There goes pup dog. Oh pup dog. He, he's a he's a busy dog. Business yeah, he's pup. Got, he's got things he's got to do. Files and, uh, <laughs> and bones. <laughs> yeah, all, dogs, all dogs have files and, and bones. But they need to and pillows to eat, apparently. He's got pillows. Well, he was dreaming he, he was eating a giant marshmallow. That's marshmallow. true. Or a, a sheep. sheep. Or Sorry. a sheep. Because he's, he's, he's 120 pounds of giant. So. Yeah. That's, that's a big dog. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's a big, he's oh. a big baby. My dog is 23 pounds and he's fully grown. I can live with this. Yeah, yeah you lucky <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till goblins poop match his size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have some big-ass poops to pick up. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so, we haven't had you here in a while, right? Other than, the, other than the puppy front, what's new, man? Oh, man. Um, I've been, like, super busy. Uh, I I no longer work for uh, Lemon Brat. That was the delightful little uh, anime-themed uh, clothing store that I worked for. Uh, I was going to a lot of fun conventions and stuff with them. I had the opportunity to help Dice Dojo, uh, Chicago's basically premier board game store, open their second location in the South Loop. So now they have two locations. You can go to ChicagolandGames.com to check both of those out. Um, the opportunity there was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I saw an opportunity to move on, and so I have into... Uh, something a little more exciting um, that I actually can't really talk about right now. I've got some, some projects. I've got my, my hands in many sinister mm. soups right now, but uh, hopefully I can give you guys some more information next time, I guess, host. Huh? Uh, next uh, guys. Uh, Naki, does that mean we're bringing him back? Well, I think... I think because he's here right now, we should say yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Next time you guest host, what was I thinking? Please let me come back. <laughs> <laughs> please, um, please let that, me come back. Beyond that, I uh um the same. I'm watching a lot of Godzilla movies. I'm playing a lot of board games, and uh, obviously, obviously, I'm watching and rewatching and triple watching Daredevil because oh my god, guys, can we please talk about Daredevil right so, now? Yeah, let's get to Daredevil. <laughs> but to to properly set this up, let's roll into the news of the week. News of the week. News team. Assemble! Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. And then I'm going to let Ryan go first because I assume his news of the week is that Daredevil's finally out. Oh, oh my god. Ryan, so, do you need new pants now? Hand Wait, check. Let's be real. Yeah. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, uh, I don't need so, I've been a Daredevil fan. Daredevil has not always been my favorite Marvel character. Nay, my favorite superhero. Um, it was something that I eventually kind of discovered Daredevil. You know, I went through my Fantastic Four phase. Doctor Doom is still my favorite uh, character of all time in comics. But, um, uh, which I have, which, Go ahead. 
was going to say, which we need to put a pin in because I want to talk to you about the new Fantastic Four movie that's coming out. And Later. The, the, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Like, I'm on a... Don't bring me down, Naki. Don't bring me down. Uh, so, um, Fantastic Four, then into Spider-Man... Uh, X-Men, then into Spider-Man, um, and then um, uh, there were things that happened in Spider-Man that made Spider-Man broke my heart, so I left Spider-Man. Um, harken back to uh, the One More Day storyline. I think I've had a... a, a uh, super dick mode about that, but we won't. We, you can go back sad. to the past episodes and try and find that. Um, and then eventually, someone uh, someone recommended I read uh, Ed Brubaker's run on Daredevil, um, which was incredible. Um, Alex Alex Malief. I always remember the last names. I never remember the first names. His artwork's incredible. Um, went back and read Frank Miller's run. Uh, I'm currently. Uh, then I started reading Mark Wade's run, the more more, more recent run, um, and just fell in love with the character. Um, in that time, obviously, the 2003 Daredevil movie came out, and while I will say that that movie had some good ideas, ultimately it was not great at all. So, as soon as, uh, was it Fox or Sony that had the Daredevil rights? Fox, I believe. Fox. When, when yeah, Fox relinquished those rights, when, when they finally went back to, um, to Marvel and Disney, I I was the happiest kid in the candy store. I was so excited to see what they would do, and then just all every bit of news. Oh, they're going to do a, a mini series. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, they're going to put it on Netflix. That's amazing. Oh, it's going to be a darker and grittier series, much more in line with the comics. Oh my God, yes, please give me that. Oh, it's going to be based off of Frank Miller's run. Ah! <laughs> um, <clears throat> Everybody, remove your earbuds. Let them bleed out a little and yeah. put them back in. There you go. Yeah, can you keep <laughs> you don't murder anyone. Side note, real quick. Um, Chris Hansen cleared up in the chat room for us. It was Maliev was on Bendis's run, and Lark was on Brubaker's run for Daredevil. Uh, thank you. So uh, thank I read you, both Chris. Uh, I did also read Bendis's run. I don't know why how I could forget Bendis. Oh my god. Um, but um, so I and if if any of you have been following me on Facebook or Twitter, you'll know that I've been posting like incremental, like oh, 25 more days, oh, 15 more days, 10 more days, five more days, four, three, two, one, it's here! Ah! <laughs> um, and I had a uh, I had a, a premiere party. I had like 13 goddamn people come over to watch this uh, this show with me, and just ah, uh, it was it was so good. It was so, so how good. many Wins? how many episodes Wins? did you watch for your premiere party? For the premiere party, we watched uh, two episodes. I have since watched an additional two episodes, and I'm, I'm trying to kind of pace myself because I really want to sink my teeth into the series and, and give each episode some consideration because um, they're doing such a great job with it, and there are a lot of interesting layers to the show, which I, I think we can uh, maybe, maybe we'll get into. But uh, um, just I'm, I'm very blown away. As a fan, I'm super happy with it. It's It's... Uh, it's you know like what well, my friend a uh, buddy of mine is the biggest Iron Man fan that I know and when Iron Man came out uh, originally like he, he and like now I get it now I get how you felt when that movie hit like this is this is my uh, perfect superhero um, piece of work just piece piece of uh, uh, film it's so so goddamn good I'm assuming you guys have watched it too otherwise I, what am I even doing here I am only two episodes <laughs> in right now. I am five episodes in right now. And this really weirds me out that Naki's ahead of me on a TV show for once. Haha, suck it, Chris. <laughs> I actually, I get, I I was going to say I have to, but actually I get to. I'm privileged enough to go back and watch the first two episodes again today. 
um, because Jeanette hasn't seen any of it yet. Oh my she god, she's so good. Working, so get to go back and watch it again. Um, yeah, just wow. I am I am absolutely blown away. Marvel continues to just just like hit home runs constantly. It's amazing. So my general observation is, we watched it yesterday, my girlfriend and I, and. I was like, hey, do you want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or do you want to watch Daredevil? She goes, I don't know. I said, well, let's try Daredevil because there's a lot of people that I know on the internet that have said it's really good that I trust. And she goes, oh, I don't know if it's going to be any good. And we watched the first episode. In the first episode throughout, there's the fight scenes and things like that. I'm like, holy shit, holy crap. And I'm just like exclaiming things that are just awesome to me. And at the end of it, I turn and I look at her and I go, this is quite possibly one of my favorite TV shows this year. And she goes, this is really good. And I said, so episode two? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that was what was so entertaining to me is that she likes the, some of the bigger movie properties and stuff like that. But she was like, I don't know about Daredevil when she saw it coming out. She goes, I'll give it a try. And then it sold her in one episode. She's like, holy crap, this is really good. Um, I'll, I'll ask this and I'll ask the peanut gallery as well. Um, uh, was she familiar with Daredevil at all as a character going into it? Only a little bit because about a week ago there were some YouTube videos that were an introduction to Daredevil and some of the big comic arcs that was like a 10 minute mm-hmm. long video. I said, here, watch this. Maybe this will get you more interested in Daredevil. And then okay. I also informed her that this is based very closely on Frank Miller's run and she loves Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight Returns and things like that. So that's what sold it. I had really only read um, Frank Miller and Mark Wade. I didn't read the other uh, one so much. I liked the Frank Miller run, but I was just kind of like, oh, okay, it's Frank Miller. And then um, when I was working at a comic book store is when I started picking up the Mark Wade run, and I was just like, holy shit, this is so good. <laughs> so <clears throat> I, I am a I am more of a recent follower of, of Daredevil, more so than, you know, I, I knew who he was, you know, I, I had saw the, the Ben Affleck movie, I had I had known... Uh, I knew his basic premise. I knew he was very religious, um, which I, I that was always the part that kind of held me to it because I I, um, I enjoy like while I'm not a, I'm I am atheist and I'm not a religious person. I like to see how the superheroes deal with their religious beliefs, and I think he is one of the more interesting ones with his religion. I so. like him making references to his Catholic guilt. Yeah, as a joke, that's uh, very much in line with things. I have to say. Charlie Cox is really good as Matt Murdock. And the guy who plays Foggy Nelson, the guy who plays Foggy Nelson, who I can't remember his name to save my life. I'm only two episodes in. I'm like, this guy is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. um, So just for for, uh, my own personal edification, uh, I feel like the things that they nailed, um, they nailed Matt and Foggy's relationship. Um, They nailed... Foggy's, uh, Foggy and Matt's, Matt's more importantly, uh, their, the courtroom presence, um, they nailed, I really like how they're handling, like, they don't, uh, how they're handling exposition, because exposition, there's not, there, there've only been, like, two or three instances in the four episodes I've watched where it's like, alright, we've got a good pace going on, oh, let's screech to a halt, because we've got this big block of expo- uh, expositional, uh, expositional, Expository. That's the word I'm looking for. Expository dialogue. I was going to say, wait, I, I know what you're going for, but I'll I can't think of what it is. Find it eventually. Um, well, you should say suppository. <laughs> suppository dialogue. Um, <laughs> That's just talking out your ass, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey-o! And there's Chris with the layout. Um, and then, like, the flashbacks are all really on point, just these really nice... It's got such a great flow to it to tell the story. And it was interesting. The reason I asked about whether or not uh, your girlfriend was familiar with Daredevil at all is because they don't 
they, they show the origin, but they don't actually tell the origin story. Like, there's no voiceover of Matt Murdock going, and from that moment on, I was blind. But I have all my other senses, like, super turned up to 11. It's great. Um, right, and I had that note in uh, in my own personal notes. I was like, I love how they did the origin. They opened the show with just a look of how it happened, and that's all you get. Mm-hmm. You get less than five minutes of, here's how it happened. And mm-hmm. it's not this big narrative event. It's like, here you go. You need to know this. And then yeah. to give you the hints of how his powers work, they don't do it in the weird trippy sonar way they did in the movie. It's more the camera angle changes and like that'll focus in on person on someone like when he's trying to determine whether Karen Page is telling the truth or lying. I love the camera effect of how it changes the angles. And, like everything gets fuzzy around her mm-hmm. as he's as he's yeah. zooming his senses in. I loved it. It was really well done. <clears throat> they did like the the 2003 movie. I I applaud for attempting to give a visual representation of what the Daredevil's enhanced senses can do. Um, they, I think they missed the mark, but that's, you know, partially I think the technology at the time and also it's, you know, it was a Kevin Smith gem and I think he wanted, like, they wanted a special effects explosion. Well, um, one side note before we go on on that one, just because Wings in the Chair, I have to remind everyone that Ben Affleck is Batman and he was Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I um, still will not be seeing Man of Steel or whatever this new one is. Not seeing it. Not Sorry. You have to. Uh, another one of the things yeah. I really liked in this show is the deal he got on his corner apartment because there's that giant billboard there. He's like, oh, well, I yeah. can't see it. But from a, from a narr- not narrative, but from a picture standpoint, I love the fact that the entire time he's talking to Karen Page in episode one, it's that billboard that gives the light in there. It reminded me a lot mm-hmm. of what they did in Skyfall when Bond yeah. has the fight in the uh, top of the skyscraper and they use mm-hmm. the billboard's lights that are constantly shifting to provide the illumination. I thought that was a great effect for Daredevil. Yeah. They've done so, like, in the in the five episodes I've watched, and granted, I'm watching these really slowly because I'm like, watch one episode, take a break, watch second episode, take a break. I'm not allowing myself more than two episodes a day. So mm-hmm. I watched five this morning before the show because I woke up super early for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I get six later on today. <laughs> so we'll uh, trying to... What? It's like a special treat. Uh, it'll actually be my reward for getting for getting everybody's taxes done today. So that is that is my reward is I get to watch an episode of Daredevil. <laughs> that's Beautiful. not a bad reward. That's yeah, that's a pretty good carrot to hang on a stick. <laughs> and I have to get my accounting homework done today too. So. <laughs> so everyone in the chat is bringing up a good point about the Daredevil movie. The director's cut is far better. Let's remember that too. If you never saw the director's cut. Yeah, I never saw. I, I did never see the director's cut. I think the a lot of like a lot of what suffered with Daredevil the movie was they tried to bring in a lot in one movie. Yeah, because you had you had Bullseye, you had Kingpin, you had you had Elektra, you had. I mean, you there was just so much in that movie because they were like must cram as much as possible, and then you know it was a sh- like the script actually could have been really well done if if they didn't. Must shove everything in. So where I'm at in the show, I still have not seen D'Onofrio as the kingpin. So for me, still in my head, Michael Clark Duncan, awesome kingpin. But from what everyone said, D'Onofrio just rocks it as the kingpin. And I I wanted to bring that up just to set up. I love the way they're setting him up in the first two episodes where there's this power out there that controls things who we don't say his name, number one. (laughs) 
And number two, it's obvious he's controlling all of the different criminal elements. I love the ominous setup they're doing for him, and I cannot wait for the reveal on screen of this is the guy that's doing everything. Well, and then, like, you're in for a real treat, Chris, because in episode four, uh, Daredevil gets his Hogwarts letter, and we learn that the Kingpin is actually Voldemort. Um, <gasps> surprise twist, it's the best. Yeah. Um, it's it's no. just fantastic. <clears throat> wait till wait till you get to this. Yeah. It's so good. Hedwig of Beers, it's, it's everything <laughs> you ever wanted. <laughs> um, no, I, I was actually just about to comment on that, Chris. The fact that they, they do this wonderful build-up to the Kingpin, and when you actually introduce him, I don't want to give too much away, but when they actually introduce the Kingpin, they introduce him in a moment of vulnerability, which is oh, nice. really just, it like, it hit me so hard. I was so just awestruck and taken with how they introduce him and what they do with him from that point on. Um, it's just, oh, it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. goddamn good. <laughs> can we, okay, so since Chris is up to episode two, uh, can we talk about the second episode and how it actually made me cry? I don't cry at shows. I don't cry at movies. I don't cry at TV shows. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so I want to I wanna point out one thing. Um, and so this, this, like, take everything I say after this with a grain of salt because I'm the weepiest boy. Uh, during the premiere party, I was giving everyone a basic rundown of Daredevil and his background, and I started to choke up when I started to talk about Battle and Jack. Like, the moment I started talking about about Daredevil's father, I started to choke up, and I was just explaining the origin, because that's one of the (laughs) saddest things ever. And, oh my god, did they nail it. Like, they just... They just they hit all the right emotional buttons. You feel for for the guy. You understand what's going on. It's just superbly put together. I I don't know. Oh oh. And then the <laughs> end with the Can kid. This is the episode? Can we just gush about this? <laughs> <laughs> the end with the kid and and I just I I lost it. I was like oh, I, yeah. I I I can't. I don't get emotionally vulnerable to TV shows. I don't cry at movies. I don't cry at TV shows. This isn't a thing that I do. You have to understand, I am dead inside. And <laughs> I cry. <laughs> I, 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 had, I had the tears. They squeaked out. I was just like, this is a TV show. Yeah. What is wrong with me? <laughs> there, was, there was not a dry eye in my, in my house. Um. That actually brings up another really good point, something that I really like that they're doing. And I haven't watched any other um, Netflix series outside of uh, Arrested Development, so I haven't seen Orange is the New Black or House of Cards or Hemlock Grove or anything like that. Ooh, um, I keep but, to watch Hemlock Grove. <laughs> but I, I understand, my understanding is that they do this in other Netflix series as well because of the platform allows them to. Um, that cliffhanger at the end of, epi- uh, of episode one where, um, I, I don't know how spoilery we want to get, for um, for which now uh, let's let's avoid the spoilers on Daredevil right now. General impressions okay. I think is fine, but there are some folks yeah. in the chat room that haven't seen it yet. So yeah, let's so, stay spoiler free. Um, thank you, Jeanette. I just got coffee or tea. I'm not sure what this is. I'm gonna drink it anyway. It's probably poison. Oh, reading rainbow. <sighs> yep, it's my my uh, Kickstarter mug. Excellent. Nice. But you don't have to take my word for it. Um. Oh, I can't believe I just did that. Uh, <laughs> speaking speaking vaguely, um, the first episode of Daredevil ends with a kind of a non sequitur. You see an event happen, and the group I was watching was like, "Wait, who who is that? Why why did that happen? What is going on?" 
And I was like, I, I think that's supposed to be the lead-in for the next episode. It was a really nice cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and it does it just dovetails perfectly in so that if you were to stop watching there, you have a nice cliffhanger to kind of tide you, like keep you enticed, whatever. But if you didn't stop over there, it's a seamless transition into the next episode, which follows those events. And the Netflix model of releasing an entire season all at once just really gives you a unique experience when watching a series like that because you have these breaks so you can actually, uh, you know, pace yourself, walk away from the show, think about the episode and come back. Or you can watch one contiguous storyline just all in one sitting if you really want to. And it's it's really cool. I really like what they're doing with it. Netflix has a really good model with that. I have watched, um, I've watched The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and... Orange is the New Black, and I watched some of Arrested Development. I didn't really like what I watched there, so I don't know how I feel about it. The, the problem with Arrested these... Development is you had to get about halfway through the new season before it all started to come together because of yeah, the, so the narrative. I, 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 did, I got, I think, three episodes in, and then I didn't watch again. So it, I, I don't know. I really like the original Arrested Development series, but um, I didn't really finish watching the Netflix version of it, um, which apparently that got renewed. So that will be getting 17 more episodes. Not officially. He did an interview where he said they want to do 17 more, but Netflix hasn't commented yet. Oh, okay. So that might be happening. Yes, hopefully it case, is. Then I'll, uh, then I'll I'll watch it so I can watch the next one. Um, but it their model is really well done like that, um, where you can marathon if you want, or you can take your breaks or do whatever you want, you know, and how you want to watch these shows. And I started watching House of Cards. That was actually my workout model for a while there was I, I had to be on the elliptical. And I had to be to watch House of Cards. But the problem that I ran into was that Kevin Spacey talks kind of kind of really low. And I couldn't really hear him. <laughs> so I'd have the subtitles on and I would be reading. And then I'd stop because I was reading instead of doing my <laughs> elliptical. So it didn't work out. But I tried. <laughs> um, but uh, it's... They have a really good model like that. Neil in the chat room uh, brings up a really good point. Uh, Marco Polo also does this really well. I forgot that I'd watched all of Marco Polo, which was very, very good. Um, that's, uh, that Marco Polo has that same kind of pacing where events will happen and you can just continue on into um, into the next episode and it's very seamless. Uh, or you can stop and get kind of that and wait until next week uh, sort of uh, feeling if, if you want to. Or so, if you've got like shit to do. So Willie asked right. a question in the chat room. He asked if there's any re- official release date for AKA Jessica Jones. And I wanted to bring this up because for those that don't know it, that's the next Marvel Netflix series to come out. There's no official release date yet. However, comma, they are filming it right now. There have been pictures of Kristen Ritter on set as Jessica Jones that are on the internet. So we'll see. I think see. David Tennant too. Yeah. David Tennant is the purple man. We already know is happening because Dan Slott, that was awesome seeing him get surprised by David Tennant at Marvel headquarters. If you haven't seen oh. it, go to his Twitter feed and, just look at the pure look of joy on his face when Marvel did a setup, basically, to have David Tennant surprise him at headquarters. It's fantastic. I am so excited. That that casting decision is just so spot on because I David Tennant as a villain just... Yes! Gimme, gimme, gimme! If you guys have not watched... Okay, so obviously David Tennant is the 10th Doctor and he's the best Doctor. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I know. Christopher Eccleston. I know. I know. Tennant's better. <laughs> If 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 they had extended, if Christopher Eccleston and, and producers didn't get into a fight and he had been extended, then there would be a different conversation happening, I'm sure. But because he only had the one season, I have to give it to Tennant. Anyways, <clears throat> continuing on. Uh, if you haven't watched him in anything else, like even 
that the terrible remake of that vampire movie that I can't think of the name of for some, whatever reason. It was a terrible remake, but they actually he was a really good guy. He he played his role very well in it. And then he's also in this show called Broadchurch. The American version of it is really dumbed down, but the uh, the original version of it is really really good. Really good cliffhangers and things like that. It's all on Netflix. Highly recommend it. He's really good at what he does at being a, a hard ass detective in that movie or show. Um, I think it's actually a BBC miniseries. So um, the the there's an Americanized version that he's actually in, and that's airs on Fox. And I was really disappointed in it because it's super dumbed down. I was just like, oh, why? <laughs> um, but it, uh, it's, it's, it's really good. It's, it's seeing him in a totally different role other than the crazy doctor that a lot of us know him as. But he's so good as the doctor, though, too. So, <laughs> so one last thing on Daredevil before we probably need to move on, because there's probably a bunch of people like, I haven't seen it yet, so shut up. Or I'm afraid of spoilers, <laughs> yeah. and I'm scared you guys are going to screw up and spoil me. How good are the fight scenes in this? I I had sent a message Holy to the Starling. Shit. Yeah, I sent a message to the Starling <laughs> Tribune guys after this, and I said, "Hey guys, <laughs> Arrow doesn't have the best fight scenes on TV anymore." <laughs> no, and, and I think it was Neil in that chat that brought up a very good point. He goes, "You also have to remember that it was Neil and Wing, I think, both that said you have to remember Daredevil had a bigger budget, a lot more time to film. What Arrow does in eight days is phenomenal, but what Daredevil did in thirteen, well, the two episodes I've seen so far." is mind-blowing. It's just brutal. Yeah. This is what you needed in the Nolan Batman movies to make Batman look like a brutal ass-kicker. Nolan didn't quite figure out fights with Batman. Yeah. I I, I have a lot of problems with Arrow lately. Um, I'm hoping that it all comes together by end of season... What are we on? Three? Um, three. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just like... I'm hoping this all comes together because I'm just... I'm getting, I find myself getting more and more frustrated with Arrow. So... I'm hoping that this guy, and don't get me wrong, Stephen Amell's workout videos are still my motivation every time I go to the gym. Like, right there. You want a motivation? Watch those workout videos, because then you're just like, people can do that? <laughs> like, this is real? That's impossible. But, <laughs> um, I've, I've, been, I've been so frustrated with Arrow lately, like, Daredevil is my release from my frustrations of Arrow. Like, <laughs> I think that Daredevil on a whole generally exceeded everyone's expectations. I think everyone came in there not knowing what to expect, and it's a good story. The fights are brutal, and everything is coming together on it. Mm -hmm. I cannot begin to the emphasize so to anyone who is listening to this podcast right now that has not seen Daredevil and has slogged through our gushing about it for the last 25 minutes. If that hasn't told you you should watch it, here is me telling you. This is Chris telling you right now, go watch Daredevil. It's really good. You're going to enjoy it. Is it the greatest thing ever? Probably not, but really good. Uh, it might um, be the this... greatest thing ever, I think. <laughs> uh, this is Naki, who wasn't a huge Daredevil fan. Like I'm, I'm nowhere the level of what Ryan is. I am, you know, I follow the Mark Wade storyline. Holy shit! Watch Daredevil. I, I know boyfriend wasn't a huge Daredevil fan, and he, he's already ahead of me. I think he might already be done with the series. Like. <clears throat> Come on. <laughs> and speaking as a huge Daredevil fan, uh, Horn, Hornhead for Life, uh, it is one of the best, most faithful uh, adaptations that Marvel has done so far. The tie-ins to the MCU are very subtle and simple, but they work very effectively. Um, 
which is which is nice. And I know that Marvel's trying to do something different with these and kind of keep them separated, but it's it's great that they acknowledge it there. Um, and there's a lot of fun little references, little things you can pick out, especially if you're a big fan of um, kind of the street level uh, Marvel uh, books. So just just go watch it. What are you doing? Stop listening to us and go watch it. No, don't, well, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Finish the show. You've only got like half an hour left or something. I don't. How long does this record? It's been so long. We got another, we got another twenty-five minutes or so. Uh, a couple oh, wrap-up right. comments from the, a couple wrap-up comments from the chat room. As I'm told, I need to finish watching the series. Draftsman has said, "I really want to watch Daredevil, but I'm here commenting on your podcast." So thanks, Draftsman. <laughs> We and, uh, love you, Draftsman. I'll see you at C2E2. I'll give you a high five. Wing brings up a really good point. I think this is the best way to wrap up our discussion on Daredevil is with this. He goes, I, it's like the first comic serial that has the balls to go really hard. Balls to the wall, man. Balls, balls to, the wall. to the wall. Okay, okay, I lied. I'm going to say one thing Neil said real quick, and then we'll get off this topic. Neil said, can you imagine what Netflix could do with The Punisher? <laughs> it will be, the, the, the walls will just be raining blood. Like, yeah. raining it. Just, just... It's just, it's going to be whoever they cast as the Punisher screaming while firing a gun for 45 minutes every episode. That's it. That's all it's going to be. And I will watch every single goddamn episode. Just bring back Thomas Jane. He can do it again. Yeah. I'd be okay with him now. He's got nothing going on right now. But since we've been talking about Daredevil, we're going to move on to another topic. And I know a lot of people, they're worried about spoilers out there. This is a nice segue I'm doing, even though I shouldn't have said that. But worried about spoilers. Well, Google Google has just patented a technique to prevent you from getting spoiled on shows you haven't seen yet. Bear in mind, it is only a patent so far, but the patent they had awarded, it will, quote, prevent television viewers from having their favorite programs spoiled by monstrous websites that cruelly presume that everyone is going to watch their show live like a DVR does not exist. I love it. Uh, based off the patent information, the hypothetical spoiler prevention device would track what television shows and movies you've seen or partially seen and filter out information relating to those programs or films that you've not yet seen or finished. The patent suggests what? that spoilery information will be obscured by a clear warning. So you could go and see it if you wanted to, but this Google tool would, for lack of a better term, overlay on things and be like, hey, this is a spoiler. You don't want to see it. I want this, and I want it now, and I want it integrated yeah. in Twitter. I, I like this idea. I like, um, I you know, explained like that. I feel like, and, and I have no background in software engineering or anything like that, so, you know, I might put my foot in my mouth here, but it doesn't seem like it'd be something extremely difficult for Google to implement. Let me cover my bases by saying that. Um, and I'm kind of surprised that no one's done anything like this before. Um, it, that's, that's super exciting. Though. That's, that's something that's uh, really... Interesting, and we should will be really fun to see how that goes in the future. And a word of warning, though, is that this is just patented. It doesn't mean Google's going to do anything. Many times, companies come up with these ideas, patent them, and stick them on the back shelf so that if they decide to do something later, they can't. Yeah. Would would this also work for porn and people who watch porn parodies and don't actually want to get spoiled on them for whatever reason? I've actually seen that on Reddit one time where somebody spoiled a porn parody and they got pissed, and I was like, "That's hilarious." it's it's porn. I can pretty much guarantee I can tell you how every porn ends. There is penis and it goes in vagina. There are multiple no, no, no. penis and it goes in vagina. It's, I mean, it's like... Spoiler <laughs> alert, god damn it. I hate to have to correct you, but that's generally not how porn ends. That's usually how porn starts. Well, okay, yeah. then there is white stuff. Not necessarily anything, but there is white stuff. 
and then it ends. There is credit. No, it's snowing on the porns. Yeah, yeah. Not every not every porn is also Arctic porn. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. It's me. So, I had. Are you to saying there's a whiteout blizzard coming? Oh God! <laughs> it's a tsunami. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gonna... So what's next? What's the yeah. next news item? What do you got for us, Naki? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Mine has a screen share to begin us. Wait, oh, wait, God, please don't, please don't be porn. Please don't be porn. Please don't be porn. It's always porn. Why do you... Oh, why do you, gonna be, why do you... It's going to be the awful uh, Drax costume from the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy porn parody. I just know it. Not yeah, that I know anything about this that. Is the, this, is, this is my news of the week. So if you guys can, can't see what it is because you're watching the... Or you're listening to the podcast and not actually watching. Um, I have the Freddy jump scare from Five Nights at Freddy uh, play, or I guess it's not playing because for some reason gifts don't work, but or my gift isn't working. Damn it! Yeah. I, I, now I'm sad. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, one of the things that I have become absolutely obsessed with is uh, watching Five Nights at Freddy's playthrough videos because I can't actually play the game. It feeds into every single one of my fears, including animatronics and getting trapped in a room and the darkness be- while being trapped in a room while there's killer animatronics walking around. So, can't actually play the game. Uh, but I have been watching uh, YouTuber Markiplier play the shit out of these games, which if you want to, like, I watch other people like PewDiePie and uh, Yanni Mesh and a few other people play it. Nobody has the reactions quite like Markiplier. He has been my favorite. Uh, so far. So, highly recommend watching Markiplier play Five Nights at Freddy's. And the, my news of the week that came with this is the fact that Five Nights Fre- at Freddy's it now has a movie deal. Um, we will be seeing this go up on the big screen. Warner Brothers has bought it. Scott Cawthorn, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, has, <clears throat> has said that he will be involved with it um, because we really don't want a fourth game. Like, the third game... Really wrapped it up nicely with a little bow. You don't really need a fourth game. I don't even know how you would do a fourth game at this point. I would, it's kind of wary on how you would do the third game, but the third game was actually really, really hard and really, really good. Um, but it, it was wrapped up nicely with a little bow. And the thing that, that scares me even more than the jumping animatronics that kill you in the dark while you only have a flashlight um, <clears throat> is the story. If you have not, uh, if you don't know Five Nights at Freddy's, basically the first mo- the first game set takes place, I believe, in 1993. Uh, you are a security guard at a place that's like Chuck E. Cheese, and you have a limited amount of, amount of power to watch these animatronics who are quote unquote restless at night because if you play the same stupid songs for 20 years, apparently that makes you very restless. And uh, <clears throat> if they see you. They think you're an exoskeleton outside of your suit, and they try to shove you into a suit, and there's lots of metal that smash into your face, and you die. So um, <clears throat> you have a very limited amount of power. You you have to survive from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m., and uh, it is easier said than done. And uh, the jump scares are just that. They are very jumpy and very scary. Um, <laughs> and... <clears throat> Like I said, if you're going to watch anybody for just reaction videos, Markiplier has the best ones. I've watched, like I said, I've watched a bunch. This series, um, first of all, I love, so uh, for for all of you fellow uh, PC Master Racers, um, 
the games are four ninety nine, seven ninety nine, and seven ninety nine on Steam. Which, as much as people talk about these games, you'd think that they would be triple that price. Um, but uh, I love Five Nights at Freddy's. Is one of those video game ideas that comes along, and it's like, oh my god, that is just that is brilliant. That is new and fresh and creative. It's it's a horror game, but the theme and how you interact with that theme is just like it struck me personally as being just an incredibly unique experience. And I haven't played them yet. Um, mostly because I also have a rough time playing jump scare games, and I uh, I'm also worried that like if Jeanette is watching me play, she'll faint, um, <laughs> or scream, or both of us will pee our pants or something like that. And that's not good to teach the dog. Don't teach the dog how to pee in the house. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, we gotta set it. We have to set a, an example. Um, so I don't know. I don't know much about the story. Um, I, I have heard from other folks that the, uh, the 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 trilogy really wraps up a nice a nice. Uh, cohesive story, but uh, this movie announcement just was seemed like yeah, that's actually the the next step. That seems really cool. Do a, do a uh, a movie about it, and that could be really really excellent. So um, I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be really cool. It may, the the movie announcement is like I now I definitely want to play the games now that they bumped up to like top five spot on my uh, my uh, Steam wish list of like 170 some odd games. <laughs> You know, our, all of our Steam wishlets are, are, are just absolutely yeah. insane. But uh, yeah, the thing that, that, Steam, that Steam queue thing, and every time I go through my Steam queue, because I have to do it every day, I have to. Uh, and every time I go through it, I'm adding four games to my goddamn wishlet. I just so, keep, like, throwing money at my computer screen, like, here, just, just take it. Just, just look over. Just take it. Um, <laughs> but I think... Um, the the big thing, like, even though, like, yes, the, the gameplay itself is a lot of fun, the story of, of, of Five Nights at Freddy's is actually, like, really intricate, and, like, you could, there's huge wikis and YouTube theories, and holy shit, like, the, this this game has gotten huge in theories, and, like, some are saying that, like, the, the animatronics are haunted by these children who are killed by a purple guy, and, like, there, then there's also the theory that... <clears throat> Purple guy is phone guy, and there's the there's there's so many theories about this that like it's it's just amazing to me, and and the fact that this the story has gotten so much more buzz than even the game itself, which the game like I said the game itself is fucking terrifying, but it's really good. Um, it's 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 just. I'm really excited. I hope they bring the story to life. I, I don't... You know, we get, we, we get kind of a 50-50 shot with these video game movies. Um, like, the first Resident Evil movie was really good, and I didn't see the second Silent Hill movie, but I actually like the first Silent Hill movie. So, I mean, I know we get, like, that, that 50-50 shot. I'm hoping what they do, though, is bring Five Nights at Freddy's, the story, and, like, where the origin comes from, because we're still kind of... Like, the second, the second game is the prequel, and so... <clears throat> You're kind of like not really sure what's happening, you know, where things are set. Um, I mean, that's not a spoiler that it's a prequel. You figure that out pretty quickly. Um, but it's it's just holy shit. Like it, you, the way that these theories are there, these stories, but yet we still don't actually know what's going on. Uh, it's really, I'm really excited to see this. You know, maybe get a full cohesive story and know what happened because we don't know what happened. So that is that is my exciting like other than Daredevil like that was my like holy shit <laughs> moment of the of the week. So also I, I got to pull up a Freddy jump scare for funsies. <laughs> for funsies, yo. That's that's exciting. Uh, I'm, like I, 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 
I just accidentally like full screened it on my screen. Like, ah, why? Did it scare you? <laughs> Maybe shut up. Because that would make me laugh. <laughs> Maybe shut up. <laughs> so yeah, it did, guys. That's what that means. That's what that means, yeah. No question about it. <laughs> so looking at the time, um, I'll go through a couple things real quick, but I know I, for instance, have to run real quick after the show, so we might not make the full 60 minutes, but we'll make it close to that. I'll promise you guys that. So, news stories. Here's another one I thought was really interesting and we need to know going forward. Joss Whedon has said there is no post credit scene in Avengers 2, so don't waste your time waiting through the credits. There is a mid credits scene, and that is it. So there's no shawarma this time. I'm still going to wait till all the way to the end, because everybody lies. Yeah, you know I'm, what? That's the exact same thing I said. I was like, fuck that. They're probably trying to trick me. Yeah, bullshit. Okay, so I want to I wanna point something out is, uh, you know, even if you even if there is no post credit scene, you should still say, stay at the end of the credits at a movie, because it's respectful to the people who made the movie. If you liked it, if you had a good time, stay to the end. You don't necessarily even have to pay attention, but it's just a respectful thing to do, and I do it for video games all the time. Once I defeat a video game, defeat, not beat, defeat, um... <laughs> Uh, crush it. When, I, when I crush it into powder, um, uh, I, I watch the credits because those guys work really hard. Everyone who's part of that works really hard, and they deserve to be recognized for their work. And it's a, it's a silly, stupid gesture, but it's one that I believe in. And, and you never know, you might get surprised. Joss Whedon could lie to us. Slow yeah, I was going to say, That's correct. <laughs> this isn't the first time Joss Whedon might have lied to me to get me to do something on TV products <laughs> or movie products. <laughs> Damn you, Whedon, you liar. <laughs> Damn you yeah. straight to hell. Sorry, I'm in, like, really itchy stages of this cat tattoo now, so I'm, like, sitting here like, don't scratch. <laughs> you want to rake over the coals. <laughs> so if the we have a thing... Go ahead. Um, the other thing is, is I, 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 I don't, first of all, I don't know how people can do this in, in, in an era where we have, what, like, 12 Marvel movies out now. Um, a crap ton. People... People will, people will, I, I notice as soon as the credits are rolling, get up and leave. Is it? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you leaving? Don't go. Don't you know what happens? Stay, stay, you bastards. And and like, <laughs> still, every time I go to a Marvel movie, I'll at least half the theater will clear out and not sit and wait for those post-credit scenes. And it just that, that boggles my mind. I would have thought by now that that would be common knowledge. You stick around for a little snippet. What's coming next? Let's little little uh. Taste, taste of goodness. So uh, even Disney's on that. I mean, like even like seriously, even Disney's on it because Frozen had it, and I believe Big Hero Six had it too. Right. Yeah. So just so people are aware, coming up on May second, there is going to be another Avenger hosting Saturday Night Live. I just saw this. We know Chris Hemsworth hosted this year already and had a hilarious Thor sketch. If you haven't seen it, go see that. Scarlett Johansson will be hosting Saturday Night Live the day after. Avengers 2 comes out, so be prepared for an Avengers oh, 2 something man. or other in there. Oh, man. Do you need a moment? <laughs> Do you need to go I change need... your pants again? <laughs> Hand check. <laughs> I make no promises. <laughs> I, I don't have to. She's on my list. It's okay to cheat on, with on that one. I got the rock. So, hang on. So no joke. I. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Every Avenger is on both Jeanette and my list. <laughs> nice. There's not a single Avenger that isn't. Um, I, I, but... Who do I have? I have The Rock. I have uh, Idris Elba. I have... <laughs> oh, man. Need a moment. Idris Elba. Oh, Idris Elba. I, I forgot to Good mention choice. also, this SNL <laughs> is a free comic, comic book day also. 
So oh man, it's like the double whammy. Thank you, Willie, in the chat room for reminding me of that because I it forgot my it slipped my head completely. I'm not gonna lie, I don't miss working in a comic book shop on free comic book day. Just, no, I would throw that out there. Don't miss that. <laughs> and, and since we've been talking about the MCU a lot, I got one more bit of news that I saw. Kevin Feige, while on the press tour for Avengers: Age of Ultron has said that Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War will be Peter Parker, and he will be Peter Parker in high school. This is straight from the <sighs> mouth of Kevin Feige. Damn it. Damn. I was kind of hoping for Miles. Not going to lie. I, yeah, I was, I, was, I was hoping for Miguel O'Hara. but um, Either would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I was also hoping for Miles, um, but you know it, that was a long shot for sure. Um, right. And I imagine that they're doing high school because they want to tie into the animated series that they've been doing, and of course whatever uh, Sony ends up doing with it. Um, just for the love of God, don't give us another origin story. Oh dear Please. God, no more origin stories. If you're going to do an see. origin story, model it how they did the origin in Daredevil or the Incredible Hulk movies, where it's quick. Yep. Yep. We don't yeah. need. We don't need it. We all know how Spider-Man became I mean, Spider-Man. And in all fairness, since Spider-Man is going to be introduced for the first time in this new version in a Marvel movie already as Spider-Man, you probably don't have to go back to the origin story, because you've already introduced the audience to him. Mm-hmm. So, fingers yeah. crossed, right? Everybody knows like... how Spider-Man gets his powers, and if you have to do a Everybody reference knows. of it, just, I, I got bit by a radioactive spider, bye! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like how Batman gets an origin story every time, Superman gets an origin story every time. We know! Thank you. Yeah. Got it. All right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, since Disney likes to talk about all their products, and we've talked about all their Marvel stuff, let's move into one of their other properties, Tron 3. It has been confirmed Olivia Wilde will be back for Tron 3. I, I know that there's some people... Tron <laughs> yeah, there's some people that don't care about Tron because they didn't like the second one. I, for one, enjoyed it, and I'm very curious to see where they go, so I'm glad they brought her back because her character's pretty important. It's uh, We've talked about it before how Tron Uprising was actually the, the winner out of the new Tron stuff. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so good. Um, I have not seen Tron Legacy or Tron Uprising, unfortunately. It's on it's on the list. But <laughs> the list uh, is pretty long. <laughs> it is, yeah, the list is the list also includes all the board games I haven't played yet, so yeah, you can imagine how long that's gonna take to get through. Um but uh I, it is a property that I love. It's a property that I have fond memories of, uh, you know, from my childhood, from the original Tron, and I'm I am happy to see that Disney's gonna keep going with it because it's a it's a franchise that deserves um, love and attention, so I'm down. I, I hope that it, it has... I, I hope that it's better than Tron Legacy. I hope that it brings in Tron Uprising, because Tron Uprising was really canon to the story, and it, it did a really good job. Like I really liked Tron Uprising. The way they build that cartoon is it was supposed to tie into the next Tron movie, because it was telling the story of everything before Tron Legacy. Right, they did a really... They they tied everything in so well. You did you got original Tron with Neutron with I, I mean it was it was just so it was so good. And even though I I did not like Legacy, um, it it just it did what it it, it did what I wanted Legacy to do. Does that make sense? No. I think it did. <clears throat> Let's see. And since we haven't talked about anything DC, I got two stories on that as we wrap things up. Let's go yeah. with the more fun one out of these two. Did you guys know that uh? Burt, Burt Ward and Adam West are reprising their roles as Batman and Robin coming up. I'm so excited for this. This is the best news. For those Jason that have is Aquaman, C minus. Yeah. This news, A plus. Yeah, so for those that <laughs> haven't heard, they are timing a video to release with the 50th anniversary of the 1966 show's debut. 
that is an animated Batman 1966 movie starring the original two actors, because they're about all that's left alive, I think, other than one of the Catwomen. Um, Jason Momoa, by the way, is just Khal Drogo under the sea. Like, that's that's basically Pretty what that's going to be. I forgot to mention, this will be a 90-minute long animated feature, according to Adam West. Excuse me, Burt Ward said that. My bad. Um, so, I, I, I be so happy. I want it. I want it now. Just keep, just keep it to me. Phrasing, phrasing, phrasing. <laughs> Don't I, care. Uh, Make it with the robot penis ringtone. There. <laughs> Anyone Boom. who wants the robot penis ringtone, send me a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it is a real thing. We're not lying. <laughs> We're really not. Um. So yes, 60, sixty-six Batman. Uh, I remember catching it when it was in syndication as a kid. Um, and just. Uh, that was that was my first exposure to Batman, and it, as far back as I can remember, that was my first exposure to any sort of comic book figure. And Batman is a fun uh, kind of slapstick, uh, pun-filled adventure. is is still my, one of my favorite interpretations of Batman. Like I, you know, Frank Miller's run, and uh, uh, like all the classic Batman story arcs, uh, the Red Hood and Hush, and, and all that's a great stuff. Really love dark, gritty Batman. You know the Nolan movies. There are a lot of elements that I like from those. But you give me Adam West or George Clooney as Batman, and I know that I'm going to have a fun time with the character, which is which is really great. By the way, Batman and Robin should be viewed as an homage to the '66 series, not as a serious Batman film. If, they, if you do better, it that way, it, 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 yeah. you still get the nipples, but it's okay. <laughs> I actually, um, we were just watching the the Batman, the '66 Batman movie, um, so which good. you Some know, you my, my favorite thing off. ever. Exactly, that's my favorite part. Like everybody always talks about the shark repellent and punching a shark in the face. No, it's the bomb scene. You got to. Yeah. We have to talk about the bomb scene. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> uh, some so, days you just can't get rid of one. <laughs> so I had one last news story for us to touch on real quick. I did bring it up on an earlier podcast, but I wanted to bring it up here just to get a reaction. Uh, DC, IDW, and CBS have announced a collaboration for a new six-part miniseries comic book coming up. It is the Star Trek in Green Lantern crossover called Spectrum War. And this is the original series. Thoughts? Uh, I'll let you know what I think about that after I finish the goddamned amazing Star Trek uh, Planet of the Apes crossover series that I'm reading. What, what, what? Which, yeah, <laughs> there's a, uh, I can't remember if it's a four or six issue miniseries because I'm actually behind on it, but uh, the it's basically the Klingons are punching through dimensions in order to conquer other dimensions since they've signed a treaty with the Federation, and the Federation finds out about it, goes through this dimensional gateway, and gets trapped on the Planet of the Apes. It's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. How did I not know about this? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like that's like everything. Like I need yeah. that. I don't need I'm not even like a huge Star Trek fan by any means. We've already talked about how I am so far behind in the Star Trek lifestyle. But uh that just I need that. I need it. I need it. Praising. Boyfriend. <laughs> Praising. <laughs> So, just add it to the ringtones. Just add it. We'll just whatever. Add it to the <laughs> having, Along um, with all the meat orgies and all of that. <laughs> having having Star Trek crossover with Green Lantern is it's an interesting idea. Um, I'll probably read at least an issue of it just to see if, if they can if they can tell the story right because I think there might be some interesting 
uh, things going on there. Um, but uh, did it did it need to be made? Uh, probably not. It's fun that they're doing it though. I mean, it's not the first time that they've crossed random comic properties with Star Trek because I remember. In the 90s, I think there was Star Trek crossed over with the X-Men, the original series. Then they did a sequel that was the X-Men crossed over with Next Gen. And I have both those books somewhere, and they were fun books. Don't get me wrong, they're not the greatest things ever written, but they're fun. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've crossed over Star Trek and Doctor Who like nine times now, too. I mean, Yeah, that's true also. But looking at the time, we should probably start wrapping things up like we normally do. And this is when we share with you, our listening audience, the things we've been getting into and what we're planning on getting into. So maybe we can convince you to do those things too. Yeah. So Yay. I'll go first because mine's been really simple. I have been uh, playing with this new uh, virtual mixer I got. And I have been watching Daredevil and assorted TV shows. And I've been playing Diablo 3 again. So I really don't have any major updates for you guys. I apologize. What about you, Naki? What are you getting? Um, I obviously have been watching Daredevil. Uh, last night we went and saw Fast 7, which obviously you don't see these movies for quality acting you see for the by rock. any means. Uh, but it was super fun. The tribute that they did to Paul Walker was just fucking spot on. Like, uh, they did a really good job there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's fun and you have to suspend disbelief, obviously, with these movies, but they're. They're super fun. I just like watching them basically for cars and explosions, which is basically why you go see these movies. Um, we were originally going to go see Home, which is a DreamWorks movie that was seriously undermarketed. Um, I really still want to see it. Um, I didn't even know it was in theaters, though. So you miss, they, they missed the mark on that, which is disappointing. Um, it looks super good, though. Um, <coughs> on top of that, uh, <coughs> I am refusing to believe anything that is being said about Donatello, so I bought a Donatello mug, and I am wearing the original red turtles. Um, I know that he's only brain dead at this point, but this still is... I'm re- only refusing. I'm refusing to believe he's always alive. I still have him in my He's hands. Naki, he's, he's still, still alive in your heart. <laughs> he's, he's in your heart. He's here. He's alive in your heart. <laughs> um, other than that, I am addicted to this mobile game that I put on my tablet. It's called Disney Sumsum. It's a line game. You have to sign up with line. It's stupid because it's literally just connecting little plush Disney toys to each other and then making them explode. It's so stupid. Yet I can't stop playing. Boyfriend is so annoyed with me playing this game that he will take my tablet away from me and tell me no. Like I can't (laughs) stop playing this game. And so it's terrible. And so stupid, and I can't stop playing. <laughs> taking me away from my homework. <laughs> like, womp womp. It's so bad. That's um, fantastic. Other than that, keeping up with my Indonesian on Memrise, and my Spanish on Duolingo, and it's just, I'm, I'm running myself ragged. But this week, this week, I am going to California. I will be at Star Wars Celebration as an attendee, not Ooh. as an is. Ooh. Not as a crew member. Um, if you are interested in meeting up or anything like that, shoot me a line um, via Facebook, the ATGN page I do get access to because Chris is nice like that and allows me access. Um, <laughs> but your show, uh, too. <laughs> some, some may not believe that. Uh, <laughs> 
And uh, I'm not really on the Twitter anymore. I've had a lot of bad things happen on Twitter in the past couple of years, so I, I dropped out of the Twitter front. But uh, I, I am on the Facebooks. Just drop me a line. If you are going to be at Star Wars Celebration, uh, let me know. Uh, boyfriend and I will be perusing the halls and probably trying to get some sort of games together if we can find people who are interested. We will have uh, various travel games with us. I think we, we're, go we're obviously going to have Love Letter because that one's like one of the easiest things to travel yep. ever. Um, but <clears throat> there's, I have a ton of like party games and Keith has even more. Like I think my game collection is big and then I compare it to his and I'm like, never mind! When we combine ours, it's going to be terrible. And side note, <laughs> it's going anyone, to take up about a wall and a half. Yeah. Side note, anyone who wants to come and host the show next week, please let me know, because right now it is a solo <laughs> cast. And if it's a solo cast, I guarantee you it's not going more than 30 minutes. I volunteer as tribute. Uh, Sweet. Problem solved. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> we, will, we will call it Bald White Guy Hour. <laughs> So, if we call it that, that means the Mary Sue is going to write a scathing review over it then. Yeah. Because we're bald, white, yeah. and old. Yeah. I like uh -huh, it. You guys are older than me. Not by much. Uh, we are I know, wiser. I turn, 30 in like, I turn 30 in less than six months. It's fine. Yeah, so suck it, Naki. How about, and so, Ryan, what have you been getting into? Oh, man. All right. So, my jam right now, board game-wise, I've been I've been dipping into a lot of uh, historical games. So, Command and Colors Ancients, Hannibal, Rome versus Carthage. Basically, if it's about the Second Punic War, I'm all on board with it. Um, I've been playing a lot of Warhammer uh, 40,000 Conquest, which is the Fantasy Flight-produced card game for Warhammer. It's phenomenal. Uh, as always, I've got my Netrunner decks on me at all times in case anyone wants to throw down in some cyberpunk card game action. Um... I've also been playing a uh, miniatures game called Infinity by a little company out of Spain called Corvus Belly. This is basically as close as we are going to get to a Mass Effect miniatures game in the theme and technology and weaponry. There are alien races, but none of them are friendly. Um, it's a phenomenal game. I definitely recommend checking out uh, Infinity the game. Um, not Infinity the uh, series of Disney collectible figures, although those are pretty cool too. They're fun. Um, while we're talking about video games, since I brought it up, uh, I am playing a ton of Heroes of the Storm, and I just started my Season 3 Diablo character. So if you want to hit me up on Battle.net, um, you can go ahead and just shoot me a, a message through Twitter. Uh, you can find me at either at Plus2Cents or at Ryan J. Numeric. Um, Plus2Cents is probably the easier one to remember. Um, and with the number two. With the number two, yep. Um, and beyond that... Um, Comic-wise, I've uh, been reading... I've been actually going through and rereading all of Daredevil because I've been watching the series, uh, obviously. Um, getting started with uh, the current run of Captain America with Sam Wilson as Cap, because that, that sounds really intriguing to me. Um, I and, love him uh, so much. Oh! Uh, Jeanette and I are going through Steven Universe and loving every second of it. If you guys have not started watching Steven Universe... What are you watching it on? Because I, I the only way I've been able to see it or find it is on Amazon Prime, and I have to pay twenty five dollars. And uh, I can't. I will talk after the show because I can assure you that we're watching it through entirely legal means. As you should. Yeah. Exactly. All um, legal. But by the way, uh, Cartoon Network or yeah, that's a Cartoon Network jam. Uh, yeah. Cartoon Network. Maybe uh, maybe think about putting that one on Netflix pretty soon because you know it'd probably go over really well. Do something, buddies. Come on. Steven Universe is great. Everyone I am, wants to see I am it. 
dying to watch Steven Universe, but the like I said, the only way I've been able to find it is on Amazon Prime, and yeah. I have to pay twenty five dollars, and I'm like, if I could avoid oh. paying twenty five, oh, I wanted to hit Netflix so bad. <laughs> I want to watch this show. It's, it's on. It's on the same for for Jeanette and I. It is. It is currently on the same tier of programming um, as. Uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Legend of Korra, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, just it is, uh, and it's actually I'll I'll say this. Uh, you, uh, it is better than My Little Pony. Steven Universe trumps it, hands down, bar none. Is it as good as Avatar: The Last Airbender? We'll see what happens when the series concludes and where they end up with it. But uh, it's it's really goddamn good. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. And and I just I love. Um... I watched the first like three episodes when it first aired, and I'm like, this is this is great, like this is everything that I've been wanting. And then I my DVR is kind of like I'll record when I feel like it, and not actually when I want it to record. <laughs> so like I miss like half of Archer because of this now too. So I'm like, uh, oh. I mean, I'm glad that that's on demand with Comcast, so I can actually watch it that way. But mm. Steven Universe is not. So I forgot one other thing I'm getting into. I got a new phone. I got the Galaxy S6, and I heart it. Nice. My, my battery doing that lasts. This week. <laughs> it is fantastic. Um, wow, brain fart. So I guess that's gonna wrap us up for right now because I have to run like immediately to go to a baseball game. Yay, um, baseball! It, Sports well, ball. I've got season tickets for the uh, university baseball team, and the stadium's like 20 minutes from my house, including traffic, and it's beautiful because they just built it. So if you guys want to see baseball pictures, go check out my Flickr. That's also where the Shield Helicarrier construction pictures are too. It's awesome. Also, Hawks Hawks clenched their uh, playoff last night. So, hockey. Thank nice. you, thank, thank you, Wild, for losing because <laughs> now we're, we're we're in the playoffs. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> so, guys, one last thing as we are going to uh, wrap things up right now. Uh, go to gunnageek.com slash live tonight when Game of Thrones is on and you can watch the cast of Tyrion's Landing do a live tweet of the show. There will be a page there that aggregates all the tweets from the co-hosts as they chat about its premiere tonight. I don't watch it, so I don't give two shits in all honesty, I'm, but hey! I'm <laughs> going to try. No, I kid. I can. Congrats to them for having it come back and being able to podcast again. It's just not my bag yet. I have not actually watched any of the trailers because I'm kind of like scared as to what they're going to do this season. But um, <laughs> I, I will be. I'm going to try to watch and join in with the with Tyrion's ending tonight if I can. We'll see. So that's we'll it. GunnaGeek.com is allowing. Yeah. So go to GunnaGeek.com/live while Game of Thrones is on, and you can see some voices of the GunnaGeek network write tweets to you because they're not going to be talking. I'm a right tweet yeah. at you. <laughs> so a big, <laughs> big thank you to everyone in the chat room that joined us today. We had a big chat room going on. We had at one point 12 people in the chat room, I think. So Yay! thank you so much Good to our peanut, peanut gallery. gallery. You guys rock. Internet high five. What can I say, yeah. guys? I draw, I draw the crowd. I guess so. It's a good thing you're coming back <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will You will be playing both the part of Naki and Anthony. Yes. Oh, great. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, I forgot to mention, guys, Silicon Valley returns tonight also. is what I'm It also does. Super excited about that, too. Love Silicon Valley, even though it's it's got issues, but I really, really do like Silicon Valley. So, so as we close out, don't forget we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern over at live.atgnpodcast.com or gunnageek.com slash live when I remember to turn that page on, which I did not do today. So my apologies, Big Papa. 
Damn it, Steven's going to come and whip you now. You know He probably that, right? will. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy. You can find us on the Twitters at ATGNpodcast. And if you really feel like you need to get a hold of us and you want to do it in a voice form, give us a call on the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN, and we'll play your voicemail on the air, unless it's just more profane than we can handle. But we curse a lot, so we can handle your I was going to say, what, what can we not handle here? I don't know. We don't I'm pretty like... positive there's a gif of me somewhere going, fuck, 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 well, fuck. we don't like racial epithets. Let's put it that way. Oh, that's true. See? That's, there are things we can't true. handle, and it's racism. Now we need that The More You Know graphic to go across the screen. <laughs> so... Nailed. Nailed it, guys. You nailed it. Perfect. So, <laughs> thank you, Ryan, for joining us, for being the, the guest Anthony this week. We do appreciate it. But we're going to see you back next week, so there won't be I, any farewells. I will, I, will, I will perform Anthony's job. I shall be the superior Bachman. The superior... Uh, oh. <laughs> That's next I'll week. show better than he ever could. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, guys. It was a blast as always. Good to be good to be back on with you. It was a blast having you back. And again, one last time, huge, huge thank you to the chat room. We love having you guys around, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week. But until then, we'll see you next week, unless you're knocking, which we'll see her in two weeks. Bye, guys. And come see me at Star Wars Celebration if you're there. That's right. Adios, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy on the Gunna Geek Podcast Network. You can find ATGN in a variety of places. Some of those include our website at atgnpodcast.com or on certain apps like Stitcher Radio. In fact, we're even on Gunna Geek's main website at gunnageek.com slash network where you can find All Things Good and Nerdy and all of the other shows that are part of the Gunna Geek Network family. If you want to get in touch with the show directly, don't forget you can use any of the social media methods like Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodnerdy or Twitter at ATGN Podcast. That's not your cup of tea for getting in touch with us. Don't forget about the ATGN hotline at 304-806-ATGN. We check it each week, so leave us a message and we'll get back to you and put it on the show. That's going to wrap up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Join the Adahe, Naki, and myself next week for an all-new live show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at live.atgnpodcast.com. The music you've heard for both the intro and outro of this show were found on SoundCloud.com and are used in accordance with the Creative Commons licenses. Leaving Earth by Abandon All Hope is used as the outro of this show, and The Wind Waker by the Neskimos is used as the intro and slightly modified in both cases. To get links directly to these songs, go to atgnpodcast.com and check out the background music section.